this is Father John Arnold with Oral Valley Catholic, and today my guest is Father Sean Kilcally from the Diocese of Lincoln, Nebraska. And we've asked Father Sean to come out to the diocese to talk to us and to uh, our priests and to families about how it is you deal with some of the, the problems that are presented in raising kids today. One of the problems is how pornography affects kids. Father Sean, would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thanks, Father. It's a real joy to be with you. Um, like as you said, I'm the Family Life Office Director in the Diocese of Lincoln, and been in that job for about the last six years. And uh, and so the way I got involved in talking about pornography and things like that was that I studied marriage and family theology at the John Paul II Institute in Rome. And um, and me personally, I come from a blended family. My father was married before and had three children. My mother was married and had three two children. Uh, they were both divorced when they married each other. I was born, and then my mother died. Dad got remarried, had three more children, and um, and then when I was a sophomore, they got when I was a sophomore in college, they got divorced, and um, and it's kind of the family that I came from, and and so when I was studying at the John Paul II Institute, and I was learning about all of you know the truth, beauty, and goodness of God's plan, which is beautiful and is amazing, um, it was really crashing into my life experience in a way that. <clears throat> that really challenged me to confront a lot of the wounds that needed to be healed in my own life. Um, and so like through God's grace, I was able to begin a healing process at that time. And, and so when I returned from Rome in 2013, I started to rework the way that we were approaching our chastity curriculum in our high school. And, um, and, and focusing more on, like, what does it mean to be in relationship? Like, what does it mean to be a beloved son or a beloved daughter? And, um, and as I was focusing more on that, what became very apparent was that, you know, I was in front of these people for an hour a week um, or maybe an hour a day if I'm teaching high school, and they're consuming messages from the culture, you know, the other 15 hours a day. And, uh, and how do I teach the truth, beauty, and goodness of God's plan? You know, I'm glad you brought that up. I think one of the things when I talk to parents is when they're going to talk to kids about dating, relationship, and, of course, the sex word, the, what they want to give is a positive message. But I think sometimes parents feel like they don't have the tools for that. If you were to tell a mom or a dad how they should talk to their kids about where babies come from and the beauty of relationship and the importance of making good decisions, what do you think the best advice would be to give our parents? So I think the best thing is for parents to start early and to, to speak early and speak often. Um, and so, so there are tools available and there are scripts available. Um, most of us, like I'm 45, most of my peers, when we were growing up, there wasn't the availability of pornography that there is today. Um, and our parents kind of got away with not talking about a lot. Um, but today parents really have to talk because otherwise their kids are getting educated by the internet. And so there's a, there's a couple of books I recommend to parents. One is called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. It's a read to your child book about what pornography is and what to do if you see it. Um, like pornography is pictures of people with little or no clothes on. If you see it, turn it off, turn away, and tell a trusted adult. Um, 
And parents who do start those conversations, especially when their kids are maybe seven, eight, or nine, um, what they report back is that their children are very attentive, they absorb the material, and they actually start reporting and they feel more confident when they're confronted with things, whether it's in the grocery store aisle or at a sleepover. Um, another tool is a book called Wonderfully Made Babies, which was written by, um, by a Catholic woman who wanted to do more with theology of the body. And so it's a really good um, education for love or sex education book. And, and after reading that book, a child will know exactly how a baby's made. And it's for ages nine and up. And, and nine, sometimes people think that's early, but a uh, nine-year-old is kind of a blank slate. And so really all they learn is that God designed us um, in a specific way so that we could procreate and have children. And, and it helps to build trust between the parent and the child. So a couple of my friends, they, uh, they've done this from an early age. And, and their theme is that you know it's a race. And it's a race between the parent and the internet and the parent and the peers. And whoever speaks first is trustworthy. So if the first talk comes from the parent, then the kid's always going to go back to their parent. So focusing on little kids, and we have a bunch of little kids in our St. Mark's Religious Education Program, and I know the surrounding parishes uh, really have the ears of a lot of little kids, and they're very trusting. If a little kid were to ask you as their dad where babies come from, what would you tell them? So a little kid being? Uh, anywhere from kindergarten to fifth grade, maybe in the middle school. So I would say that um, like kids are always like the fruit of a loving relationship between a mom and a dad. Um, and that God designed us like in this way so that through when we express love towards one another, like it makes a new life. And, and that's part of like what it means to be a mother and a father is that they get to help God make new lives. And if they want to know more specifically, like sometimes kids will ask, well, like, how does it actually happen? And, and you might use an example like cutting an apple open. So if you cut an apple open, what do you see? There's a seed, right? And everything has a seed. And inside of a man, there's a seed. And inside of a woman, there's an egg. <clears throat> and God made us that way. And so that when two people like express love for each other, like the seed and the egg come together to make a person. Um, and they might ask another curious question. Like, well, how does the seed get to the egg? Um, and I have a lot of friends, and they'll, they'll just say something like, there's a special embrace, and as you get older, I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah. And usually that's enough. And, and so one of the keys is like to really be tuned in to kids and let kids guide the conversation. And if they don't ask for more information, you don't need to give more information. If they ask for more information, we try to give them enough in an age-appropriate way, um, and, and especially to give that information without lying about it. Um, and so, because if mom and dad say the stork brings a baby, um, then the child learns that's not how it happened. Well, then I can't talk to mom and dad. That thing that you said about never lying to your kids, uh, I have always thought that was a really important thing. You know, how kids take things in is interesting. I remember a little kid once said to me that they felt very bad because they thought about Jesus and Mary without their clothes on. 
And I said, well, I think sometimes Jesus and Mary didn't have their clothes on. I don't think they feel bad about it. But, you know, one of the things that's got, uh, I think, my young parents concerned is that uh, it's reported that the average age for exposure to pornography now is somewhere between maybe 6 to 11 years old, and that their kids could be seeing things on the school bus or on the playground um, that I know mom and dad would not be happy that they were being exposed to. If mom and dad wanted to open up a conversation where they might invite their little kids to feel free to talk to them about those things, what would you advise those parents? So again, I go back to that Good Pictures, Bad Pictures book. And there's also a junior version of that book called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior. And it just talks about like picture poison. And, and so by using that format, then it provides the script for the parents. And, and that helps because, you know, we only can go off our own experience and nobody talk to us about it. Um, and, then, and then to be able to just ask questions like, have you ever seen a bad picture? Has anybody ever shown you one? Or if you see something like that, you, you can tell us. Um, and when finding out, if they find out their child has been exposed, um, one of the like, best things to say is, I'm sorry that happened to you. you know, it's my job to protect you, and we're going to do a better job with that. And to allow them to be able to talk about what they saw and process it so that it doesn't become a secret that they hold on to that then can magnify shame around that. Um, and, and I also think it's important for parents to talk to other parents about these things. And like if a child's invited to a sleepover, it's a legitimate question for a parent to ask, you know, do you filter your internet or how do you do, how do you deal with internet at your house or how do you deal with cable at your house? And because they need to be vigilant in protecting their children. A lot of college students I talked to, their first exposure was at a friend's house when they were like seven, eight, or nine. And maybe it was an older brother who showed them or something like that. Um, but the, like John Paul II, when he became Pope, he said, be not afraid. And we need to take those words to heart and... Uh, and be bold in proclaiming the truth, especially to our kids. You know, Father Sean, one of the things that shocked me, and this is why I went to one of your workshops on pornography and, and how to respond to pornography and all the attendant problems that come from that in families and in marriage, is that in one of our grade schools, uh, the principal had reported uh, that the third graders were showing uh, pornography to each other on the playground. And that blew me away. Mm -hmm. And she asked, I want you to come over and, and talk to the, to the parents about it. And honestly, I didn't really know what to say because I'd never given it much thought. But you know, there's another issue. And the issue is, is once they're not little kids anymore, you know, when they're middle schooler and they're, or they're in high school and they're asking different questions, how would you uh, talk to them? And so what I'm going to ask you, Father, if, if we can maybe do another podcast for next week where you can talk about some of the different problems presented for middle school and high school. I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in uh, to Father Sean Kilcally and Father John Arnold as we talk about some of the problems the culture presents for our young families and their kids. As always, remember us all in your prayers.